nothing important. Matt Reyes in the bedroom. Everybody's motherfucking sleeping. I'm going to try not to act like a crazy person. I'm going to try. Let's see how that fucking works. Hopefully everybody's having a beautiful day. I had an incredible day. Every day is an incredible day, depending on how you look at it. Not going to start that bullshit. That's all a lie, right? There are people who are starving. As we speak, there are hungry people who hate and resent the world. Everybody likes to stereotype people in abject poverty in third world countries as God-fearing individuals. But I'm sure that some of them are extremely bitter about the lives that they can't control or get out of their circumstances. I'm sure that a portion of them hate God. Um, and <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, prayers out immediately. Let's talk about something that is important at the top of the Nothing Important podcast. The devil is alive, not a lie. He's alive, and apparently he's uh, a pyrotechnician, or he spits fire, or he's a dragon. One of those three options. And he, he took a little vacation down to Chile in South America. There are some horrible wildfires going on in Chile. I've read not one article about it, but I've seen footage of it, a couple videos. It is horrific. I used to live in Los Angeles. I used to work in a neighborhood called Woodland Hills. And I remember they were having horrible wildfires out in Los Angeles. The rumor was that somebody had a burning trash bag in a uh, sanitation truck and a sanitation worker very unwisely and dry ass Southern California took that flaming bag of Cheetos and threw it and left the scene. And that started a horrific, a horrific wildfire. And if you lived in Los Angeles at this time, I, I want to say it was 2019. I'm actually pretty sure it was either 2008. No, it was 2019. I'm 100% sure. Um, you lived in Los Angeles at this time. Uh, I remember from any building that had any elevation point, because Los Angeles is a huge, sprawling city, but it is built outward. It is spread like butter on toast. It is not like New York. It is not a vertical city. It is quite horizontal. And so if you're in any building with elevation and you were in Los Angeles in 2019, you probably thought Satan was there and he is there, but it wasn't because of the wildfires. That's just something that happens because Los Angeles is extremely dry. I experienced that firsthand. I remember driving to Woodland Hills seven in the morning, going to my job. I, li I used to live in Pico Robertson. It was about like a, how long was that drive? About 45 minutes I would drive which doesn't sound like a lot if you're from New York. It sounds like you're going from point A to B. 45 minutes in Los Angeles on the West Coast means you drove 45 miles. And I would drive that every morning, 2019, horrible wildfire in Los Angeles, driving up to Woodland Hills. I remember it looked like it was raining. It looked like it was raining on a foggy day. And what it actually was was ash falling down like snowflakes. Very depressing. If you go and look at the footage of what's happening in Chile, it is like that on crack. My vivid visual depiction of what I experienced in 2019 in Los Angeles, it is like that on steroids, ladies and gentlemen. On crack and then steroids or steroids then crack. It's like a guy who got into fitness because it was his New Year's resolution and he uh, got a high off of it. He started that journey. And for about a year and a half, he got this incredible high. 
His life was elevated. His lifestyle was elevated. And shortly after he did what everybody does when they experience any high, he began to plateau. He began to plateau and he kept on working out and he kept on pushing the limits, but he couldn't push it enough to get that same high that he got when he changed his life initially. So what does he do? He implements a little bit of steroids, a little HGH here and a little bit of peptides to recover, a little bit of anabolic steroids. He gets into that, you know, four years pass and he's riding a new high. This high is a little bit less healthy. Um, His homeostasis is definitely rocked. His blood pressure is skyrocketed. His balls have gotten very small, and he's angry and bald now. But he's riding that high, and on about the fourth year, what happens yet again, ladies and gentlemen, when you are chasing any type of high in life, you plateau, and he flattened out. And guess what? Just like those wildfires in Chile, he started off on the steroids, and now he started doing crack because he needed to chase a new high. Luckily enough for that individual, uh, crack, that high is going to last about 20 or 30 years before he wakes up from the wreckage and realizes he, he ruined his life. That's what's happening in Chile right now. Do you understand the metaphor? It is on steroids. It is on crack. It's really bad. I saw two, uh, two videos that were extremely depressing. Extremely motherfucking depressing. The first of which was, uh, I'm going to hope these guys survived because they're in Chile. And I, I can't imagine that Chile has incredible cell phone service. Uh, some guy on his cell phone actually took video of his family and him finding refuge in a huge pool. They were all sitting in a pool. And as he's panning this cell phone 360 around him, all you see is brimstone and fire. Looked like God was very angry at them. (laughs) And he was spitting down balls of fire onto the fucking earth. Everything was in flames. His family screaming. He's panicking. He still has the wherewithal. I think the guy, might, he, he must have been to America because this is the most American shit I've ever seen in my life. Your family is with you in a pool. You're in the middle of a forest or that's what the landscape looked like. I don't know why there was a pool there, but you got to fucking find this video on Reddit. The man is with his family in the pool trying to stay cool around a lot of goddamn fire. Everything is on fire. And in that very moment, as adrenaline is pumping through his body, he's in fight or flight mode and he's recanting every moment of his life. His entire life is passing through his mind. He has the wherewithal to pull his camera phone out of his back pocket to keep it dry because the phone is the most important priority, not his family. And guess what? He hit record. And I'm assuming if that video got to the point of me being able to review it on Reddit, that that guy and his family are okay. Maybe I'm trying to reconcile something that's really horrific. Maybe he's dead. Somebody found the camera. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. The devil uploaded it. That was the first video I saw. It's pretty bad. If you want to go on a Nothing Important podcast on Instagram, I did make a reel of this. Go check it out. Second video I saw were people in a car. And this is a more appropriate time to videotape. First guy, if you have survived, grow the fuck up. You have a family. You have priorities. You were facing imminent death with your loved ones around you. Your only option was to stand into a pool to stay away from the flames and you were videotaping. You got to you gotta get mature. I know he's probably drinking now. They made it out safely and he's put it online. Maybe he's TikTok famous. He's drinking with his buddies and he gets to, he gets to tell that story. But hopefully one of his buddies is not a fucking brain retarded asshole and tells him, why the fuck were you videotaping? Second video, more appropriate to videotape. It was a couple of people, probably like three or four people in a car 
and they were driving very quickly through what just looked like endless flames, endless flames. And they're videotaping, they're saying in Spanish, go faster, go faster. It was like a scene out of Jurassic Park when they're in one of those jungle RVs and they're driving and they're going just fast enough to escape the Tyrannosaurus Rex, even though that creature is like 12 times bigger than the car. For whatever reason, it moves retardedly slow and couldn't catch them. Unrealistic, but you get the fucking visual, right? That's how fast they're driving and that fire is right on their fucking ass. Incredible what's going on out there. Prayers to anybody in Chile. Prayers to anybody who's affected by those wildfires. I don't know in particular where in Chile that is going on. It looks like hell on goddamn earth. Very unfortunate. Go look at that shit. Have some perspective, ladies and gentlemen. If you were having a shitty day, guess what? You're in your insulated bubble of oxygen and maybe it rained where you're located but I guarantee you weren't fucking running away from fire. And if you were, you shouldn't be listening to my podcast. You need to get your priorities straight. First thing I wanted to talk about on the podcast. Second thing, if we're talking about up in goddamn flames, ladies and gentlemen, I'm from New York City. I'm from New York City and I grew up playing basketball. What does that mean? I was meant to be depressed. It was written in stone. Ages, eons before I was born. That I would always have heartbreak as it pertains to one of my great passions, basketball. New York City, basketball, put two and motherfucking two together. We talking about the goddamn Knicks, they're cursed. I don't know what happened. I believe it's a fucking, it's a fix. I think people go to the New York Knicks and the second they arrive in Madison Square Garden, they sit down with whoever fucking, the people who run that team, they get explained to, oh, this team is all about losing. Great players come here to drop 80, get used to it. You're going to get paid a shit ton of money. You're going to live in New York City. It's a bunch of Dominican bitches you get the fuck. You're going to have a great time. And they sign on for it. Good for those players. But New York Knicks don't win basketball games. And when they do, they just get to the first round of the motherfucking playoffs. And they disappoint heavily. You understand what I'm talking about? Why am I bringing that up? Are the New York Knicks relevant right now? Not really. I'm bringing it up because I am a New Yorker. And I am a Knicks fan. And I have to transition if I want to have any semblance of winning in my life. So what did I do? I didn't pick a team. I picked a guy. I picked a motherfucking guy to put my hopes and my wishes on. You understand what I'm saying? I I choose to live through one particular motherfucking athlete who I've been talking about so fucking graciously. And he happens to play for the Lakers right now. He happens to play for the fucking Lakers. You realize why I said up in flames and that was the transition? Because the Lakers are on fucking fire in a bad way. In a bad way. When you say somebody's on fucking fire, you hope that means something positive. You hope that means LeBron is doing great things, which he is. You hope that means the Lakers are doing great things, which they're not. Right now, they're playing the Oklahoma City Thunder. I love LeBron James. I vibe for him. I talk about his legacy on every other fucking episode. There's two people I talk about a lot. I talk about Kanye West a lot. I talk about LeBron James a lot. One of those guys I think is a a poopy head. I think is a piece of shit. I don't like him very much. The other guy I like a lot, and I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit stressed out right now as a basketball fan because as we speak, ladies and gentlemen, it is halftime. OKC versus the Lakers. They're at home. The Lakers are at home. This is the game that LeBron might pass number 33. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from Washington Heights in New York City. My guy. He might pass him as the all-time leading scorer. How could I be in a bad mood? Because the fucking Oklahoma City Thunder, 
have scored 76 points in a fucking half? What is going on? What the fuck is going on? Once again, makes me think everything is goddamn scripted. Right before the game, they said tonight is about LeBron. We don't care if we win. We don't care if we lose. Pass him the ball. Make sure he wins tonight. Whatever the fuck is going on, it's making me scratch my head, and it's unfortunate. I would hate for the incredible celebration of such a milestone and a behemoth career to be in this disgusting blow-up. I don't care if it's at home. I don't care who's sitting courtside. I don't care who paid hundreds of goddamn thousands of dollars to go see LeBron in his ball spot. I don't give a fuck. The Lakers got to play defense. This shit is crazy, son. Like You're playing OKC and you're at home. What is the excuse? What is the motherfucking excuse? What is going on? Rob Palenka, what is happening? You are the general manager. You make the motherfucking decisions. What's happening? You got to make some trades. This shit is tragic. This shit is tragic. I get it. It's a business, but it's the business of basketball and it's the Lakers. You understand what I'm saying? It's not about how many times you won. What have you done for me lately? That's how LeBron thinks. LeBron is going out there scoring fucking 38, 39 a goddamn game and he's 105 years old. He knows it's what have you done for me lately. You know what I'm saying? I wish they put that amount of pressure, the league put that amount of pressure on the Lakers and not LeBron James. It feels like only lately have they been talking about this man's greatness. Only lately. But for the majority of his career, people have made millions upon millions of dollars. Broadcast networks, uh, shows, debate shows, uh, debate master debaters. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of people like to jerk off on fucking screen because they like to hear themselves talk. They made a ton of money being hypercritical of somebody who's a savant with all these fucking, oh, Michael Jordan's better because he's damn it. Ah, ah, ah. What did I hear today? I love Stephen A. Smith. I was watching the podcast. Stephen A. Smith was on, on there. Stephen A. Smith has the skills to pay the goddamn bills. I got nothing but respect for the individual. From New York City. Said he was from the streets. He's from Hollis, Queens. I don't know what's going on over there. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> this man said he puts Jordan higher than LeBron because people were scared of Jordan, which I don't know what the fuck that has to do with basketball. You know what I'm saying? I'm just talking about basketball. I'm talking about basketball. I'm talking about motherfucking basketball. People made so much money critiquing the shit out of LeBron James and calling people for the 1980s who played with poom poom shorts and the game was completely different. And everybody in the NBA is far more talented now. Let's look at the competition. Let's look at the, the three teams that LeBron has dominated on. Let's look at the fact that he's 98 years old and he's still goddamn doing it. LeBron now, at 38, with this shitty-ass Lakers team, could go beat any fucking team in the 80s and 90s. Let's just be fucking honest. The game has changed. Not the point of what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that people made so much money off this guy. And nobody wants to throw that motherfucking heat on the Lakers. Make a trade. This is ridiculous. This is fucking ridiculous. This is fucking ridiculous. LeBron is about to get the scoring title and a fucking loss to OKC, a blowout. They have 76 points and a half. This shit is retarded. I'm praying LeBron goes for 90 tonight. <laughs> I made a prediction. I made a bold prediction, ladies and gentlemen. It's easy to make a bold prediction when you don't bet on it, when you ain't got shit to lose. And I made a bold prediction. I believe, and I'll say it on the goddamn podcast. Because I'm hoping LeBron just fucking sits on the bench for the rest of the game. This shit is disgusting. I made my prediction that the record will be broken against the Bucks at home on Thursday. 
And I'm praying that somehow a miracle happens. And that's what happens. LeBron already has 20 at the half. He can put up another motherfucking 16. No problem. But can they win? Can they win against OKC? What is going on? What is going on? I don't understand it. I don't fucking understand it. Somebody needs to make some better decisions. Um, I don't know, really. And, you know, I come across as a guy, like, I respect that um, people work very hard to get where they have gotten in life. I respect this. You know, I'm an extremely opinionated individual. I'm an individual who uh, comes onto a platform and I stand on the shoulders of many individuals, uh, namely the individuals who made this cell phone. So I think I'm standing mainly on Steve Wozniak's shoulders because this cell phone allows me to record myself and upload podcast and for people to tune in whoever the fuck likes to listen to me. So I recognize there's people that had to work really, 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 really fucking hard. Really, 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 really fucking hard to get where they got in the past because that's how shit works. You work really hard to get somewhere and then 50 years later, all the hard work you did gets refined and everybody has that technology or that idea and they're living really easy and they have different problems that are really fucking hard. That's kind of how time works. You know what I'm saying? So we could, as a society, focus on how hard other people had to work to get where they got, or we could be logical and make the right decisions right now. Right now, right decisions. Like, what is (laughs) the point of reflecting on how hard... You know what I'm saying? Like, people have their opinions, and uh, they they earned them. And I guess I'm, I'm new on the scene, and I say a lot of shit, uh, but am I right... Am I correct? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I think somebody needs to talk to Lakers back office and and tell them they need to make a motherfucking trade because I'm not understanding it right now. It's like so many decisions that lead up to these moments. These moments that are supposed to be magical. That are supposed to create a reinvestment of attention from basketball lovers into this game. And they're just so meh, meh, meh. Yeah, let's let OKC blow the Lakers out the night that LeBron is supposed to make goddamn history that is is irreversible. Nobody's ever going to be able to fucking do this again. People don't play the game uh, 82 seasons anymore, 82 games in a season anymore. It's not going to happen. Jamal Crawford said it pregame. He said somebody's going to have to score 25 points, average 25 points a game, play all 86 games of the season for 25, for Was it 25? I don't remember how many fucking seasons. 20 seasons, excuse me. 25 points a game, 86 games a season, 20 seasons to get where LeBron got. It's not happening again. And we got to watch this shit in a blowout. I'm hoping it don't happen tonight. You know, I'm I'm praying uh, because this shit is just, it's wild, man. It's wild. I was watching Kyrie Irving over at the Mavericks. I like that move. Mavericks are scary. Mark Cuban, he had his little conversation with the press. He's going to get along with Kyrie. Kyrie going to get along with Mark. They're looking good. I wish it was LA, man. But you can't focus on the what if. You can't focus on what didn't happen. You got to just adapt, ladies and gentlemen. Keep a positive mindset. Am I giving too much energy to basketball? Absolutely. That is an interest of mine. But that's not what I do, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not a basketball player. I'm not a basketball analyst. You know what I am? You know what I am? I am the host of the Nothing Important Podcast. 
I'm your daddy. No. Um, <laughs> I'm laying in my bed scratching a mosquito bite. Why is there a mosquito? This might even be a mosquito bite. I don't even know what the fuck this is because it's, it's February. It's fucking February. Um, hopefully everybody's wearing their clothes. It is February. It's cold. Uh, in Atlanta, not really though. Today was like 66 degrees, man. 66 degrees. Beautiful. When it, you know, because my daughter finally gets some, some some vitamin D. It's not overcast and gray. She gets to see some sunshine. She's shocked by it. She's like, oh my God, what the fuck? It's hot. It's beautiful. I had a beautiful day, man. I had a beautiful day. Um, what else to talk about? You know what we should do? Every every now and again, after I've ranted enough, after I've gotten, I, I spit out my, my couple dumb fucking ideas or things I wanted to talk about. I like to go on Google and read the news. So let's read some news. You guys want to read the news for me? You do it for me? Um, does chat GBT do that yet? Do they read the news for people and give opinions? Um, all right, let's see. Number one. Oh my God, my algorithm listening to me. Kyrie Irving explains why he deleted the apology for sharing anti-Semitic video. Not going to click on that one. That is clickbait. That is old news. Quavo and Offset fight backstage at the 2023 Grammy Awards. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest to ever motherfucking do it. I'm talking about go in front of a crowd of people and entertain them, mystify them, control a crowd, and do it night and night again for many motherfucking years. A guy that I really love and appreciate and I've watched my entire life, Conan O'Brien. You remember Late Night with Conan O'Brien? The motherfucking goat? Big redhead clown? The greatest. I love him. He used to have a segment where he would, um, um, I guess it's because he had some fans that were like anal retentive, you know, petty retards. And they would write in to the show and they would say, hey, you said this on your show, but it was actually a mistake. And so he would have a segment where he would review some of the mistakes that he made. And so an in inspiration from the GOAT, I'm going to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, I consider myself to be a genius because I, I got dropped on the head as a baby or one of the many times I got my ass whooped by a crowd of young men in Harlem. One of those things uh, fucked up the wires in my head. And so I have like a ridiculously irrational sense of confidence. And so I always think I'm right. I always think I'm right, but that's impossible. And I'm smart enough, even with the emotion of always feeling like I'm right, to understand that that's an impossibility. And I accept the unbiased truth that I can't always be right. And I was wrong. I think in a previous episode, I actually was talking about the great Benito, Bad Boney. And I was I I I misspoke because I didn't really I don't really watch the Grammys. I don't really watch the Grammys. That's why I just pivoted completely when I just heard that Quavo and um Offset were arguing backstage. Cause I don't I'm not into mainstream music. Um I didn't watch the Grammys. All I kind of fucking saw was a clip, which was Bad Bunny the God. Going up there and making everybody wildly uncomfortable because the state of music is changing. And, um, you know, putting his balls on the table and planting a motherfucking Puerto Rican flag in between the nuts. You understand what I'm saying? That's what he did. But I misspoke. I thought he won album of the year. He was actually snubbed because obviously it was the album of the motherfucking year. He won a Grammy and he showed niggas what's up. He is obviously the number one artist on the planet. The Grammys didn't recognize that. I think they gave the album to Harry Styles. No hate. I, I can be very honest, and this is crazy for some people, just so you understand what a rock I'm under, 
I couldn't name a song from that guy. That's, you realize how out of touch I am with what everybody considers reality? I couldn't name a song by that. I know exactly who he is because that's what happens when you're that famous. Even people who have never listened to your art know you very well. Like they can see your face from any angle and be like, oh, that's Harry Styles. That's how well I know the kid. I know. I remember he came from one. I remember the origins of his career. I couldn't name one song. For a billion dollars, I couldn't name one song. I swear to God. I swear to God. But he won album of the year. No hate to the young man. I know that he wears as many dresses as Bad Bunny wears. So God bless him. I guess that evens it out. Um, and uh, <laughs> he won. But we all know. You know what I'm saying? I misspoke, but I was actually telling the truth. Because we do live in the matrix, ladies and gentlemen. And sometimes things work out outside the truth. The illusion is real. Bad Bunny had an album here. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I will correct myself. He did not win the album of the year. And I think I said that. I don't even remember. I didn't re- re-listen to it. But I was just like reading the article. I was like, oh, he didn't win album of the year? I thought, I think I was talking shit about that. What I was correct about is that he was um, making people feel uncomfortable um, at the Grammys. And I, I fuck with that so heavy. Um, let's get back to the motherfucking news. Let's get back to the news. Where we at? I told you I'm not going to respond to Quavo and Offset fighting. All right, here we go. You people. Hmm. Andrew Scholes and Jonah Hill and Lauren London. Okay, Andrew Scholes says, excuse me. Andrew Scholes says Jonah Hill and Lauren London kiss was faked using CGI. Um, y'all need to chill grocery shopping. Okay, I've seen this actually. This is some white guy on TikTok who made like a viral TikTok because people need to chill with shopping. It's like a typical thing that happens. Like if you go on social media, you see a a young white person who, uh, I don't have judgment for this guy. He works at Walmart. He is not a white oppressor. This is a white man. Don't get me wrong. White man is the problem. He's not part of the goddamn problem. He just happens to have similar racial background as the people who run the world. (laughs) But he's poor. He works in a Walmart. He's probably not very smart. He probably doesn't have a lot of hope for his future. On top of that, society is placing such pressure on white men and white women. So they're going through a a deep mental health crisis right now because they feel like villains, even the ones that work at a Walmart. This guy works at a Walmart. He has no hand (laughs) in any systemic racism and any oppression. This guy is absolutely out of that equation. But... um, what happens then is that an identity crisis occurs. I think it's two factors. It's that societal pressure that is being placed on the wrong white people. And it is as well the lack of culture that white people had previous to this uh, shift in the hot seat, the racial hot seat. So this guy's dealing with a crisis and um, he's, he's expressing himself through a trend that I see a lot of young white people now is where they go on TikTok and they go on Instagram, they go on Facebook. And through these applications, you can make a video and edit it so that there's a different soundtrack and you attach that to the video. So you use like a trending sound and then they'll do like a voiceover, right? So it's like lip singing, right? Lip syncing. And you do so as a white person with the black person voice. Like, chill, y'all. I can't believe blah, blah, blah. The struggle's real. And he works at Walmart, so... That black oppressed <laughs> voice kind of fits. 
it kind of fits um, because he is truly oppressed and sad. Um, and he did one of those. He was like, y'all need to chill because you're ordering too much, blah, 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 trending audio. And he was talking about something that's very applicable to his life. I guess Walmart is going through more struggles than getting shoplifted. They're trying to transition to do online orders because they would rather do that than have people rob the fuck out of them, right? And that is getting overwhelming for the 18 employees that still want to go work at Walmart, you know? Um, I pray for that guy. Hopefully he gets TikTok rich um, or he transitions and becomes uh, not a sad white, but like uh, Walter White. He becomes a breaking bad guy. He moves to the southwest of America, starts um, selling methamphetamine, shaves his head, different persona, becomes successful. Hopefully, you know, some something that people do that is on Netflix that they can fantasize in. You get the fucking point. What's the next thing? What is the next thing? Um, Sarah Paulson shows off her 500 square foot mobile home in Malibu. I don't believe, I don't know who Sarah Paulson is. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, but this is like clickbait for like people who jerk off to minimalist apartments. I don't know what it's about. All right. Dealer is making them sweat after 60,000 all in Hustlers Casino Live. Ladies and gentlemen, I've talked about this previously and I will give this recommendation once again. If you're an idiot like myself, a very popular pastime for dumb people is to go on to YouTube. Go on to YouTube. I know there's all these philosophies, there's all these methodologies, there's all these religions, spiritualities that claim there's a connected consciousness. And if you meditate and breathe through your left nostril and jerk off, but right before you come, you don't come. And if you do a breathing technique, you can make a girl orgasm. There's a lot of shit that says a whole bunch of crazy stuff. The reality in the physical world, the medium, the place that you can go to really connect all consciousness is YouTube. And if you're an idiot like myself, a great thing you can do is go download other people's brains by just watching content on YouTube, especially if you're not smart. What I do is I go and I watch Hustlers Casino. I watch Poker Stars. I watch these things and I watch brilliant people like Phil Ivey, Phil Helmuth, uh, Daniel Ningranu, really smart fucking individuals, people that have brains that work way better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and I watch them go make inordinate amounts of money tricking other people who are incomprehensibly smarter than me as well. They're so smart, they make money off of people who are 10 times smarter than me. You understand what I'm saying? And I go and I watch it and I act like I understand poker. Go do that. This is a, that's definitely, the algorithm is finally catering to my needs. It's finally listening to me. I feel like I'm in a broken relationship and I just started to settle with what I was given. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you come home after a long day and you want to talk to your girl and um, the conversation just quickly shifts into the Kardashians or whatever the fuck women, you know, poison their brains with whatever fucking battery acid content women ingest. Right. Poison. You know, that that's all the conversations. And finally, you know, it's like I came home and what do you want to talk about? And I would like to talk about PokerStars. I would like to talk about Hustlers Casino. You should try this, ladies and gentlemen. If you're stupid, don't worry. When you're alone at home, go watch this on YouTube. It'll make you feel slightly smarter. You can lie to yourself. That's what we all do anyway. We all escape our realities. What's next? The long saga to track down Kanye West is finally over. His former attorney sir, severs ties. I'm not, I'm not going to read that as well because it's clickbait. <clears throat> I just saw another story a couple days ago. Where he just had a, a fucking photo shoot with his daughter and his new white wife in Calabasas. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not, no problem tracking the guy down. Here's an interesting one. I'm going to click this one. I'm going to click this one because I respect artists. And this guy's a motherfucking artist. It's Robert De Niro. He tells the Post that his Christmas season breaking at his New York City home was a sad situation. I don't even read this. I am fully on Robert De Niro's side. I love almost every movie that he's been in. Almost even the even the ones that are like corny, like Meet the Parents, is a very purposefully corny family comedy. And those were fucking they were great. Ben Stiller, Robert De Niro. I just got high a couple fucking weeks ago and I was I was watching those. I watched one and two. It's fucking fantastic. It's fucking fantastic. I love Robert De Niro. I don't even have to, you know what I'm saying? But I, I get the pain. He's saying that it was a sad situation, not because he doesn't have the money to replace what was going on, not because it made him feel dangerous. He's Robert De Niro. He has security. He can move around. where He can live in whatever city he wants. He is beloved. Whoever broke into that house, I guarantee you, if they, if they knew it was Robert De Niro's house, they probably wouldn't have done it out of respect. Not because they believe he's actually a gangster because he's that fucking good of an actor. They wouldn't have done it out of respect because everybody loves Robert De Niro. Everybody loves Robert De Niro. You know what I'm saying? It's a sad situation because Robert De Niro is feeling something that I feel nowadays. It is the decay of New York City. You see what I'm doing? This might as well be Fox News. I didn't read a fucking goddamn thing but the headline. I'm just giving you opinions. Let me read a little bit. Let me read a little bit. Let me be his journalistic integrity. Um, let's see. Uh, Robert De Niro opened up about the break-in at his Manhattan townhouse, telling the Post it was a sad situation that he feels bad for the serial burglar, allegedly caught opening Christmas presents under his tree. Maybe he's been like fucking invested into the characters of his movies a little bit too much, because that sounded like a goddamn threat to me. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad about this person that broke into my house. I feel bad about them. You know what I'm saying? Like That sounds like something's about to happen to that motherfucker. Um, the 79-year-old Oscar-winning um, actor made the comments as he left a closed-door custody hearing in Manhattan Supreme Court in his divorce case from a strange wife. Okay, blah, blah, blah. It's a sad situation, unfortunately. Oh, so this was like, are they just trying to talk about his divorce? Like, what are we doing? All right, it's a sad situation. Unfortunate for everybody, De Niro said, the December 19th attempted burglary while wearing a face mask, a hat, Holding a newspaper to... Uh, this is terrible writing. Um, it's all sad, he added. Okay, they said he said. Okay, they said he said. What, what else? De Niro's divorce lawyer... Okay, this is... All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is a little bit of spin. I respect this guy too much. I respect this guy too much. I read really fast sometimes, and I read faster than I'm speaking out loud. And as I'm reading this shit, I'm recognizing what's going on. They just repeated the word sad 19 times and then they start talking about divorce. This is bullshit. I'm not going to disrespect Robert De Niro. Everybody loves Robbie. Everybody loves Robbie. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else is going on? New beach to open in Manhattan this summer. I'm not trusting that one. I don't care if it's an addition. They're fucking building, you know, over the ocean, importing land like it's Dubai or something like that. It is Manhattan. It's New York City. Every beach in New York is dirty so it's just a matter of time spacex put a tesla sports car into space five years ago where is it now i don't give a fuck i don't care i really don't care ladies and gentlemen that has been the news has that entertained you are you entertained i'm, I'm entertained uh i'm gonna go and check what's going on with my lakers uh tonight i might make the transition back you know what i'm saying
This is like, it's like it's 1956 and I started a family. I had a young family and uh, a, a hot young woman moved in next door and I started fucking her and we fell in love and we moved two cities over and you could do that in the 50s. You could just move. You could just move and abandon your family and um, I was fucking her for a little while and then she started fucking the mailman and now I'm going back to my wife. I might become a Knicks fan after tonight's game out of respect for LeBron because he plays for an organization that does not want to make the correct trades for him. He's still at the top of his goddamn game. I hope he doesn't break a scoring record on a fucking night that the team, the Lakers franchise is getting disrespected by the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm praying. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Maybe they have something up their sleeves. Maybe, you know, this is where you get, you got to have delusional hope if you're a sports fan. Uh, so I'm going to apply some delusional hope. I hope there's some secrets. You know what I'm saying? Secrets are good. Secrets are good. If this, It's in the Lakers organization. If they're about to, I think the trade deadline is the, the ninth. That's when they play the Bucks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe that's why they did not want LeBron to, you know, to win the scoring title on, on against the Bucks. Because that's trade deadline and they have no moves. But hopefully there's some secret that I don't know about. I like secrets. I think secrets are extremely important. I understand the importance of not telling the public. So let's all get under the premise that the Lakers, they have some secret trades that they're about to make. And they're going to make a run for the playoffs. And tonight is just a psychological trick to the league. Everybody who was scared of LeBron, uh, they weren't scared. They respect him because nobody's afraid of playing against LeBron. Um, only Michael Jordan, but anybody who anticipated a playoff bout against the Lakers, they, they're resting in ease right now in their mansion because OKC's giving them that ass whooping. There's no way they're going to make it to the fucking playoffs, right? And this is just a psychological chess move on behalf of the Lakers. They're just tanking today. They're going to make some trades. It's all a secret. I'm glad they're keeping their secret. That's important to keep secrets. And then we're going to go to the playoffs. Hopefully, let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're continuing listening to Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me a favor. Go on to my Instagram. Like the post. Like the reels. Until next time. <laughs>